At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. And welcome to Betting Across America. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds here, presented by BetMGM. We are live at Circus Sportsbook in Las Vegas. And Wes, we've got six hours of great college football action. Look, we've had great games so far this year. This might be the best slate, at least in our time slot, for the next six hours. We've had two date, and I know we got a couple getting ready to kick here, starting off with Georgia today, going to get a big test at home. What's your early thoughts on this very pivotal contest in the yeah, SEC? Yeah, everybody thought Ole Miss and Alabama was going to be the game of the week, but maybe early on here in this Ooh. first window, Arkansas-Georgia, number eight Arkansas, number two Georgia. Line has gone down to 16 and a half. I've seen as low as 16, actually, in the market. And a lot of that's predicated on the fact Stetson Bennett is going to get the start yep. today and not JT Daniels, at quarterback for Georgia. But this is one I haven't seen a soul, Dave, on Georgia all week. Oh, everybody's on Arkansas. Yeah, and this makes me think that this could very well be a run out here because K.J. Jefferson, he's going to go for Arkansas. Yep. He was banged up last week against Texas A&M. It's kind of like Arkansas showed that, hey, we've arrived, but it's kind of like that you know, show them who's boss type of game. Johnny come lately against Johnny been here before, and Johnny <laughs> been here before is Georgia, and Arkansas is kind of new to the party here. 4-0, Sam Pittman, former coordinator at Georgia, second year in Fayetteville, and look, uh, you know, you thought they were going to be improved. I wasn't sure they were going to be 4-0, but this team's beaten Texas. This team's beaten Texas A&M. This is, you know, this is a good team, and especially a very good defense, but they're playing against arguably the best one in the country in Georgia. 
right now. You see they're only allowing 5.75 points per game. And Stetson Bennett has been a starter before. Yeah. I mean, he's not, this even though he was a walk-on, he's exactly. not a total greenhorn. He was a starter uh, for a few games last year, did very well. The Florida game did not go mm-hmm. very well. And that's when they finally were able to go to Daniels when he came back from injury. But I don't think that they lose all that much with Stetson Bennett. I think he knows how to run the offense. I think he knows his personnel, KYP, and lets his defense do the work because I think it's going to be tough for Arkansas to run on this defense. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be a low-scoring affair today. I, I would believe that the way that's the way this game's going to play out. But you're right. If there's the opportunity for a run out here, it certainly feels like Georgia. When you look at 16 and a half, you go, boy, you look at the way Arkansas has played, to your point. How in the world can they get 16 and a half? It mm-hmm. does feel a little bit fishy to me. And to your point with everybody uh, trying to catch those points today with, with the Hogs, it does feel like maybe a contrarian play to back Georgia at home. And again, when you're backing Georgia at home, that's not you're not going to feel too bad about that right. very often. It's normally a very, very strong play. Uh, we got a strong show today, Wes. I mean, when we have a Hall of Famer in college football joining the program, that's already, you know, it's going to be a great show. Lincoln Kennedy is going to join us to talk all things Pac-12 later on. Damon Benning, another two-time college football national champion is going to join us. We got Adam Kramer, of course, VEASAN college football writer is going to join us in the 11 o'clock hour. Mike Peranio is going to be joined by Ben Fox over at Mandalay Bay. Of course, Peranio, uh, the sportsbook director over there at Mandalay Bay. Scott Seidenberg is going to join us as well. Of course, the host of The Look Ahead here on VEASAN does great work. And Dave Miller has a Heisman Trophy vote. We'll get to Dave in the last hour today. And they can't really tell us who they're going to vote mm-hmm. for, but maybe we can get him to like you know grab an earlobe if he thinks right. that maybe Matt Corral, there's no value right. left on Matt Corral. Right, if, if I scratch the right side of my could face you, twice. Just maybe yes. give us a little indication. Uh, so we do have some great games uh, throughout the day here. Past the Georgia-Arkansas game, what's the other one? Is it Michigan and maybe Wisconsin that you're going to be keeping your eye on? Yeah, certainly in the early window here because Michigan's still undefeated. Yep. And look, last I, I kind of pointed last week, I was like, maybe we're going to see how good Michigan is when they play a real defense in Wisconsin. But we might have saw a little bit last week. Yep. They got out ahead of Rutgers 20-3 to and then did nothing really in the second half. And Rutgers actually had the ball with the chance to drive down and tie the game. But Vedral, the Rutgers quarterback, fumbles. So Michigan hangs on here. And look, lowest total on the board, 43.5, 43. It's what it's pretty much been all week. Uh, and Wisconsin, look, last week was the big misleading final score because they had 31 points allowed in the fourth quarter, but it was a kick return, two pick sixes. Graham Mertz had four turnovers in the fourth quarter. So In the fourth quarter. Yes, so it's, <laughs> it's not just Graham Mertz either. It's kind of Paul Chris play calling up there in Madison, you know, try to be a little bit more creative and they've been stuck in the mud. This isn't the vintage Wisconsin running attack we're used to seeing, but this is a vintage Wisconsin defense. And this is a big test for Michigan because I think Cade McNamara, he's going to have to make a play in the passing game. There's just going to get to that spot, Dave, where it's like this rushing attack is not enough, which Rutgers held relatively at bay they last did. week. So they were Michigan, I think was number one in rushing 350 yards going into last week. Not so much anymore. So they're going to get tested today. I think Wisconsin's the right side. It's not with a ton of conviction necessarily, but I still think that they're the right side here. I think Michigan still has to prove something. Well, we're going to talk much more about this game and all the games getting ready to kick off here. But, of course, football season is here, and it's time to download BetMGM Sports. It's Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip 
With your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing bets from anywhere in the state. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, let's get back to some of those games that maybe we think are either smart or heart plays. And we try to describe these like... Smart plays, obviously, we're going to play them. We think this is a smart play for you in the betting public to, to wager on. Hard plays, maybe we're tugging at the heartstrings a little bit. We like them, but maybe don't love them as much as our brain would tell us. Wes, let me start off with you, because I noticed something in your smart plays. You like a lot of unders today in college football. Yeah, just some scenarios. Some of it is weather-related, like uh, the Minnesota-Purdue game is weather-related. UCF and Navy... New quarterback there for UCF. It's not going to be Dylan Gabriel, so they're going with the freshman. And I think Gus Malzahn, at his core, likes to be a little bit more of like a read option type of quarterback and not necessarily throw it all over the field. Mm. Obviously, he's not going to change Dylan Gabriel doing that. So you're going to get you adjust your system to your personnel. Now this is kind of adjusting the personnel to his system with the backup quarterback at UCF plus Navy has had all kind of problems. They've already let their offensive coordinator go, yeah. so... I don't know how many points they're going to get. Liberty UAB, I kind of lean UAB too. UAB opens the new stadium, by the way, tonight. And it's very tough to run on UAB. So Malik Wills, who had some trouble late against Syracuse, had that late turnover, is going to have to make some plays down the field. And I think they could keep the rushing game at base. So that's why I went a little bit with those unders. I like that. My my, only, my smartest play today is kind of like a spot. And we, we see these a lot in college football. We have the big win a week ago. And then you come back home this weekend, and you're a small dog at home. And you think, well, this is a great spot because we're coming off a huge win against North Carolina, Georgia Tech. I'm looking right at you. And I think Pittsburgh is the right side of this equation today, just laying the small number in three against the Ramblin' Rack. So I just look at it, and I say, when you have that huge win, like they had a week ago, mm-hmm. a 23-point win uh, against UNC, I think there's going to be a natural tendency to let down here. Pittsburgh, obviously, with that loss earlier at home, people kind of wrote them off a little bit. Watch out. This Pittsburgh team is still very good. It's certainly offensively. I like Pittsburgh today to get that cover on the road. Well, and this ACC is is absolutely wide open. I mean, who really stands out? I think Wake Forest right now is undefeated in the they're ACC. They're surprising a lot of people. Yes. Yeah, if you look, they're 2-0 and in the Atlantic. They are the leader. And then you have Louisville and NC State. Clemson's already 1-1 one and one. in the Coastal. You have Virginia Tech. You have Georgia Tech. You have UNC. Pitt down there at 0-0, they have not yet played a conference game, but the ACC is absolutely wide open. Somebody's going to win that conference. Probably not going to be good enough to get into the playoff, but certainly a New Year's Six Bowl. Well, speaking of the ACC, that's where my heart play is. And so far, by the way, Syracuse has been my heart play. Now, I did take a money line against Rutgers. That didn't come up, but they did, they did cover. They've been a covering machine. Well, they didn't cover against Rutgers. Just throw that one game out. Syracuse has been a covering machine. They're getting five and a half against Florida State today. Five and a half. Now, Wes... We had two-time Super Bowl champion Brian McFadden uh, earlier on the Lombardi line on Tuesday, and he's a Florida State alum. And even BMAC said, I can't back Florida State. When a guy who loves, what are they, uh, garnet and gold? Mm-hmm. When he loves the garnet and gold, and he can't even do it. I got to take the five points. And Wes, if you remember, he didn't even want to bet me cheesecake on this game because he thinks his boys are going to lose outright. We're actually opposite on this I know game. I have laid it with Florida State. I think that this is the opportunity for them to finally get right here and not quit on the season. They Look, I credit to them last week. Now, they got down 31-7 to against fought. Louisville. So they did fight back, and they had a chance late to tie the game. Milton throws an interception, kind of airmails 
a long pass where he really didn't have to go deep, but he did so, and they ended up losing. They're now 0-4. Can Mike Norvell get them to stay within the season? What you look at, though, with Syracuse, it is Garrett Schrader, the Mississippi State transfer, now starting at quarterback with DeVito out. But Garrett Schrader is kind of one of those those read option type quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and a lot of the reads are more runs. Haven't hasn't really thrown it down the field very much. I think Florida State. Florida State still has dudes on the defensive line, and I think that they're going to try to shut that running attack down. That my run, heart out. Yeah, well, that rushing attack ran fifty three times last week for Syracuse for two twenty eight, and then they were six of fifteen for seventy seven yards against Liberty. So you know what Syracuse is going to want to do, and you've kind of seen it, and I'll credit Dino Babers a little bit. He realizes, I can't run my system. I can't run this tempo, 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 tempo stuff I started at Bowling Green with and then uh, took up to Syracuse. It slows it down. I have to slow it down. I have to run the ball. I don't have the personnel. I don't have the offensive line that's going to protect these quarterbacks. My guy DeVito's already been knocked out for this, at least for the interim. I don't know if it's for the rest of the season, but. Yeah, I think that this is the spot. It's 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 a hold your nose and yeah. hold on to some other things, but and again, this these are hard plays for for us. Yeah. We're opposite here, so again, we're not necessarily saying this is what you should play, but this is yeah. kind of the way we look at it. But I, I did lay the four and a half earlier in the week. So on you got the a better. It's not you got a better number uh, certainly uh, right now. Syracuse getting five, but again, I understand why that's a danger zone for the Cuse on the road today. But they are catching a significant number that that dead spot number of five. We are getting ready to have those big kickoffs that we talked about. Georgia is taking the field against Arkansas. We've got a lot to get to, plus two Heisman favorites getting ready to face off today. Would you take a ticket right now and buy it on one of them? We'll discuss when you come back with us. It's Betting Across America right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. 
Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your Visa free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money, and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds, and I was asking Wes during the break, you know, Georgia taking to the field, moving it right now against Arkansas. They're between the hedges today down there in, in Georgia. I don't know where the hedges end and begin, but they, they're clearly in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Do the hedges extend outside, like Tennessee, or is it just a Georgia thing when you're between the hedges? Well, right now they're in Stanford Stadium, and speaking of being in Stanford Stadium, <laughs> the Georgia Bulldogs are in the red zone here. Line up till now, 18 and a half on the end game. Still no score, just about two and a half minutes. Of course, Stetson Bennett, mm-hmm. not just a passer, running a little bit of read option here. Probably a little bit more than you would expect out of JT Daniels. So no score there so far. TCU is on the board early, seven to nothing over Texas. So uh, Texas, look at TCU. That was kind of a tricky spot, though, because TCU, everybody loved Texas. Yes, everybody did love Texas after they absolutely pasted Texas Tech last week. A uh, couple other scores to get to Minnesota, seven to nothing over Purdue. By the way, it is Aiden O'Connell getting the starting oh. quarterback instead of Jack Plummer for the Boilermakers. So Minnesota up seven nothing. Also, Pittsburgh up seven to nothing in Atlanta on Georgia Tech. Same with Tennessee. 7 nothing over Missouri. You're, use your head, not your heart, kids. Uh, let's talk about this big one today between Alabama and Ole Miss. We don't know how and when Mississippi came old, but they are, in fact, old. Matt Corral is not old. He's a young kid, and right now he's your favorite to win the Heisman Trophy here at plus 155, again, going up against the other quarterback in this game. And when you look at Bryce Young here, he was the odds-on favorite not too long ago. Now those have slipped a little bit to plus 185. So I look at this game... We're going to handicap that as well. But very quickly to this Heisman watch. It, this is a showcase game. You and I talked about it a couple weeks ago with Johnny Menzel back, if you go back to the Texas A&M days, when they beat Alabama. And that was really the showcase for Manziel, the coming out party, right? So Matt Corral is now the favorite. So it's all, almost like he's already come out in the public's eyes, at least the better's eyes, to mm-hmm. make him the favorite. Could he cement it? Today, with a win against Alabama? Is, yeah. that, is that fair to say? No, he certainly would. I mean, look, this guy's already down to less than 2-1 to one crazy. in some shops. So, absolutely, if he gets a win at Alabama, I think he is the clear-cut favorite for the Heisman Trophy. Now, would I necessarily bet this is at the moment? Mm. Probably not. Uh, I think probably the value has already been extracted out of Matt Corral here. But certainly, 
you go in and beat Alabama at Tuscaloosa, and they're probably going to go off as two touchdown underdogs at least because Mississippi certainly has gotten enough money. I think, and it, there was a bad opening line out there. Yeah, I think down. when it when it was twenty, mm-hmm. obviously that was an immediate take Sunday afternoon, and that crashed right away. But it's been pretty much 14, 14 and a half. And look, Alabama first half is going to get bet every single week at every single sports book. I know Scott Shelton. Uh, who's with BetMGM, the sponsor of this program, mm-hmm. said, we haven't taken one first half bet on Mississippi, not a cent, <laughs> but they've been taking, you know, for the side and, and whatnot on Ole Miss. So, you know, we shall see. Is Alabama vulnerable now? This was a big shootout last year. Are they going to be vulnerable? Because they got out ahead of Florida a couple weeks ago, and then Florida pretty much outplayed them for the they final held on three for quarters. Dear life, yeah. yeah, and it was 31-29 Alabama win. So it's like, can you get Alabama? Certainly the betters, I think, kind of think Alabama can get got here. And that's why you're seeing, you know, Corral, I think, what he has produced and, and that tempo, tempo, tempo that Lane yep. Kiffin and company are running. And Lane's not really calling the plays anymore. Now, I think he still has kind of the veto power. If it's a big decision, it's like, okay, here's what we're going to run here. He's still the head coach. But that's what you're basically seeing with Ole Miss is that, they can score a lot of points, and I think that's why people see that point spread like, ooh, 14 and a half. That's a really big number for a team that's never out of it because you're always worried about the back door, no I question. guess, uh, when you're playing a team like Ole Miss. So Corral and Young, I think the rightful two favorites right now for the Heisman Trophy, as we've seen some teams lose, the odds get cut. Obviously, DJ down in Clemson, yeah, DJ probably you. out of it mm-hmm. with two losses. Uh I think Stroud and Stroud missed the game against Akron. That's the Ohio State quarterback. Yep. He's supposed to be back tonight against Rutgers. He has drifted a little bit. Sam Howell has drifted a little bit oh for North Carolina. Spencer Rattler was booed off was booed out off the field for God's sake. How about Norman. That? I mean, we talk about the Heisman Trophy and quarterback. Spencer Rattler is one of the favorites uh, coming into the year. Now he, we're going to talk about him a little bit later on in the show. If there's any value there, okay. If you don't think there's any value on Corral, then to the Bryce Young point. Showcase game, right? Mm-hmm. With a, over 100 points a year ago, right? So the offenses are going to be in vogue today. So could you say that there's still value on Bryce Young if we think the value is gone on Matt Corral? You know, at 2-1, to one, I'm not necessarily looking to bet at this point of the season. But with Bryce Young, without, you know, that's the thing with Alabama. It's priced into there that it is. Alabama is probably going to be more often than not in the college football playoff. Now, now they could get beat today, and then all of a sudden things change. I mean, results are going to change, but Alabama pretty much goes to the playoff every single year. Mm -hmm. So that's why you're always going to see the quarterback priced as such. And now you have quarterbacks in the NFL, so it's like, okay, this guy's the Alabama quarterback. (laughs) And he's done nothing wrong. 15 touchdowns, one interception, uh, you know, 11-24 on the yardage. Hasn't really turned it over. Hasn't really had that shaky game yet. Is it coming today? I don't even think the Florida game, even though Florida kind of came back, I don't even think that game was that shaky for Bryce Young. I think he was fine. I just think Alabama just kind of, you know, Florida started yeah. playing. Yeah. And Florida was able to get Florida's stops. Florida's got dudes too. Yes, absolutely. It, it is amazing when you mention that, the way that we look at Alabama quarterbacks now, the way we didn't do it 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Because now it's like, oh, Alabama quarterback. It must be a stud. Because ba- back then you were looking at like the Andrew Zows of the world who right. were kind of like gay managers. 
they didn't really, because Alabama ran the ball. But this is the evolution of Nick Saban. But I, I always, you know, I was kind of kidding before the show. People were like, oh, the evolution of Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. Well, he's doing the same thing. He's still running the ball and playing defense. Nick Saban truly has been the guy that's evolved. And part of that is because of Lane Kiffin. Mm-hmm. So you got the two head coaches going up against each other today. And when Lane was there in Tuscaloosa, I felt like that changed the way Nick Saban looked at offense. Yes. Not defense. Right? Yes. Nick's still a defensive-minded guy. But offensively, ever since Lane left, they didn't miss a beat mm-hmm. bringing different coordinators. And now, every year, the Bryce Youngs are paying the dividends of saying, oh, I go to Alabama, I'm a Heisman Trophy candidate. The right. second I walk in the and door. And you're going to have five-star receivers to throw to. I mean, it's Mechie this year. Last year, Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith. One so Heisman Trophy. You're going to have guys to be able to throw to. And and that's, I think, uh, kind of a big deal for an Alabama <laughs> quarterback in the yeah. Alabama offense. This isn't... Okay, let's let our five-star defenders, you know, basically stop everybody and whatnot. So that's what you're seeing. But speaking of the SEC, yeah. we do have a score on the board. It oh. is the Georgia Bulldogs in the end zone early, four minutes in, seven and up, and twenty and a half now at BetMGM. Arkansas have their first possession. KJ Jefferson is going at quarterback. Remember, he got banged up mm-hmm. last week against uh, Texas A&M late. So. Uh, Bulldogs off to a good start here in the early action. Well, you, you nailed it too, Wes. And again, when you think about certain games, and think of this when you're trying out there before you, you, you go ahead and make your wager, right? Did you hear anybody say this week, you know, I love Georgia. No. Giving the, you know. Because this was 19. 16, right, 18 and a half. You didn't hear anybody saying that, right? So it gets all the way bet down with Arkansas. And, and to your point, if anybody's going to get railroaded today, it's going to be Georgia. And right now, Arkansas really struggling uh, deep in their own end. And again, just 10 minutes to go in the first quarter. It's already 7 nothing, and it looks like it's going to be a long field here for their yeah, opening drive. Yeah, two false start penalties already. So uh, nervous Razorbacks here early on. And again, a couple other games that we thought felt a little bit off. Nobody was saying how much they love the Horned Frogs today. They're leading 7-3 to three over Texas here in the first half. So that adjusted line now, uh, TCU catching 2.5. Going forward, look, house of horrors. Right? Texas does not play well uh, at TCU, seemingly, uh, in the last couple of years, and it's starting to show itself early and, in this and game. And TCU lost a rivalry game, the Iron Skillet, to SMU the last Skillet. week. So, and Texas put a 70-burger on Texas Tech. So this is one of those rivalries, and I talked about it with Arkansas and Texas a couple weeks ago, where it probably means more to TCU. Yes. Because TCU is kind of like one of those, quote-unquote, other schools in Texas. And University of Texas at Austin is considered the school. So it's a bigger deal, I think, to TCU. And then you get a Texas team kind of feeling themselves out. We put 70 up on Texas Tech. We'll do the same to these guys and TCU at our early 7-3. You can cook that 70 burger in the iron skillet. Absolutely, you, you can. can do. do you uh, cook it medium well or well oh, done? No, no, medium well. I'm a medium. We can't go. <laughs> yeah, I'm hearing rare in my ear. I used to be a rare guy as I've gotten a little bit older, maybe more yes. to the medium side. Uh, and very quickly, uh, Pittsburgh, I was feeling pretty good about my smart play. 14 nothing. Now it's 14-7. Uh, the Ramblin' Wreck of Georgia Tech getting back in there. Points galore in that one. And right now, that adjusted total is 72 and a half. We're going to talk much more about some of these totals today, specifically in that Alabama Ole Miss game, because there were over 100 points scored a year ago in that game. And I wonder if that affects, of course it does, the way people are going to view that game uh, today. And we're expecting a lot of points in that one. But up next, I mean, Wes, 
I love sitting next to you because I feel like I'm sitting next to a Hall of Famer every week. We got a real Hall of Famer joining the program after a very short break. Lincoln Kennedy is going to join us, talk all things Pac-12, including his alma mater, Washington, and figure out what's going on there. Don't go anywhere. Just getting it cranked up. It's a great day. It's a Saturday. We got college football. It's betting across America. Wes and I coming back after a very short break. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights of where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting and based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line, over unders, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way. VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VSIN.com. Back here, betting across America alongside Wes Reynolds. I am Dave Ross, and I mentioned off the top of the show, if you get a Hall of Famer on the show, it's instantly a better show. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just the way it is. And we've got a Hall of Famer joining us now, Lincoln Kennedy, former Washington Husky, does great work for the Pac-12. And he's got a game tonight involving his alma mater, Washington taking on Oregon State. And Lincoln, I just want to get your thoughts overall on your team. And I know it was obviously a rough start. They're getting a couple points here on the road in Corvallis. When you look at, at the Huskies here, are they getting better? And I know the, the start was not what they wanted. Are you seeing signs of progress from the squad? Uh, not enough for me to feel comfortable with, guys, <laughs> as a true alumni, to be honest with you. But thanks, guys, for appreciate you having me. Um, here's the thing. Um, I think there were a lot of high expectations when I read a lot of the Huskies press. Now, I didn't really watch a lot of football last year, college football, because um, mainly not only due to the pandemic, it was just a big question mark. You never know what you were going to get. You never know who's going to play. It was hard to sort of follow along, if you will, uh, even in my line of work where I'm actually covering the damn games. But um, for the most part, you know, there were high expectations coming into this season for the Huskies. And I don't necessarily think they lived up to those expectations, though it's still an early season. Um, and they're one and zero in conference uh, play, but but for the most part, it, it's it's been a hard fought battle. They're they're getting some things right, but the schedule is not going to help them out. And tonight is one of those questions in case. I really think Oregon State has a good football team and can really give the Huskies a serious challenge. And Lincoln, that brought me to my next question here with Oregon State. We know Washington's been struggling mm-hmm. offensively, defense still very solid, but. Oregon State comes off that big win at USC. First time they've won in Los Angeles since 1960. John McKay's first year. Watching this club on film and talking to the coaches and the players, how do you think this team is going to handle success in the short term? Well, I really think they're prepared for it, to be honest with you. You know, Chance Nolan, the out of the quarterback, is playing pretty daggone good. And this, and, and, and Oregon State's defense, especially their front seven, and their back end, the secondary, is pretty good. So Washington's struggles on offense have been notable in the first four games. Um, they can't have, they've had trouble running the ball, and they haven't been completely healthy. And I think a lot of people also need to take into consideration it's still a very young team. Uh, by the standards, so compared to some of the other schools where they have their super seniors and stuff like that, especially guys like Oregon State, a, a well-veteran team. But um, it's one of those things where, you know, coming into a situation, you're coming in Corvallis after, after an exhausting win, Washington was uh, against Cal in overtime, had to go into overtime to get it, and Cal made their fair share of mistakes. You could have probably made an argument that why they should have won that game. But, you know, coming off of Oregon State, the USC win, the big USC win, 
It's um, it's hard to keep emotions high, but I, I kind of get the sense from this coaching staff and talking with this these Beaver teams, uh, players, that they're they're really ready to make a statement in the Pacific Northwest, uh, especially in this division. All right, and you've got that game uh, six o'clock local time, Washington against Oregon State for the Pac-12. But Lincoln, we got a game that's going to get ready to kick in about ninety minutes. It's SC USC. Uh, taking on Colorado, laying a number of nine on the road feels a little bit big to me. But, Lincoln, it's so weird when I look at Southern Cal, right? And I, I said to Wes, uh, the first game of the year, they're always like a loss away from getting Clay Helton fired. And then that happened against Stanford, and then he's gone. You think, all right, maybe the weight of the world has lifted off their shoulders, and they've kind of been indifferent even since the Clay Helton firing. What is going on with this SC program? Is it a lack of talent, or is it the lack of the right guy uh, running things there in Southern Cal? By no means is it a lack of talent. SC always has talent. And SC, to me, is, is you know one of those top five programs that has you know two or three deep pretty much at every position. It's the right person handling it. And the thing about SC is, is it's such a high-profile um, job and, and spot to be in, being in Los Angeles. They, they've got to make sure they get it right. So I'm, I'm glad that they're being thorough and doing their diligence to figure out somebody because they need a name. It's, it's Hollywood. It's flashy. Mm. And it's SC. So, um, you know, I think that the line is appropriate. Colorado, in my opinion, I did a game with them a couple weeks ago, um, and they can't they, – I did the Minnesota game where they got shut out. They, they, they just have trouble moving the ball. They're inconsistent moving the ball. They can't really uh, run the ball. And, you know, for the most part, setting up the pass on an offensive line that's spotty and shaky at a time. I think the line is right, and I think SC, even though they have their troubles, I think SC will win this game. All right, down to eight now uh, here at BetMGM. But, Lincoln, when you say a big name, because I know Luke, Luke Fickle is going to be the guy that a lot of people are going to say is the leader in the clubhouse to get this job, and, and maybe even some Urban Meyer. You, you see a lot of that talk with Jacksonville and their struggles. When you say a big name, it, does it have to be somebody that we go, wow, like it's an eye-catching name because it is L.A., or could they go like a guy like Fickle that's got ties to the program? I think you can go with a guy like Fickle, but I'm, and when I say a splash, I mean it's one of those guys that's either up and coming, has done well at particular places that he's been, or, you know, like, uh, look, I don't give much credence into Urban Meyer. He, he's not going to leave Jacksonville when he's taking some time off and now he comes to Jacksonville and gets the first pick. So I don't think that happens for at least a couple of years. And, and Jacksonville's damn sure not going to fire him. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I, don't, I don't think that's going to happen, but you know, somebody that uh, of that magnitude, uh, either an up-and-coming new name, maybe somebody out of, you know, I'm saying one of the lesser, not the Premier Five conferences, you're not going to get, you know, Lincoln Riley or anything like that. So, um, But somebody who's up-and-coming who has done well, I think could probably make a name for themselves in that program. Lincoln, uh, kind of one of the headline games this afternoon, the Oregon Ducks, a viable national mm-hmm. title and college football playoff contender in the Pac-12. Been a few years for the conference, but... Oregon going to Stanford, they're getting Kayvon Thibodeau back, but Oregon, you know, looked a little out of kilter against Arizona. Arizona wasn't much of a challenge, but what do you make of the Ducks now in terms of, like, their approach? Because now it's kind of all right there for them. We've gotten the signature win over Ohio State, but how do we stay focused week to week to week? See, that's, that, that's the key point, and I think a lot of people in times, especially in what we do, guys, don't don't tend to remember that. One of the hardest things to do when you have young men this age is to keep their confidence level up every single week, no matter the opponent. And everyone is schedule watching. I remember as a player, I did it all the time. When you, I got up for SC, I went, ah, well, we owned Arizona, so I'm not as up. So you're going to have those letdown games. 
The big thing for Oregon, and I would say this, is that Thibodeau is an absolute game changer. Mm. Has to be in the game. Um, I did the Fresno State game early in the season when he went out. Fresno State made that game early easy because, one, they're a solid football team, but, two, Oregon had no punch without Thibodeau in, in the defense. So he's absolutely essential. So that's a big thing going forward for them. I think the, or the Arizona game was just one of those things where we're, we're kind of looking where we're kind of glad we're going to be on TV. The students are back. Let's have some fun, that type of thing. Um, but, but now it's, it's really, it's really a, a difference maker because Stanford's a good football team. And Stanford's finding a way to put things together, obviously making the change at quarterback. And Coach Shaw has got things right with, with the Cardinal. This is going to be a big test for the Ducks. You know, Lincoln, it's interesting because Wes and I were on the air uh, as Oregon was getting that huge upset week one uh, at the shoe. And we were talking about it then three weeks ago. Is the schedule that Oregon plays good enough if they run the table in the Pac-12 and win the Pac-12 championship? Body of work? Put to bed, do they have to be a college football playoff team, even if the SEC potentially gets two in? Well, you know, I'm looking at the schedule right now. Right, The problem that you have at this particular junction is you have, what, five teams in, what, the top 15 right. from the SEC? Right. And am I, am I, am I speaking out of challenge here? No. So that's, that's a problem in itself, okay? So, and, and I think when you go back to the beginning of the season, you know, Georgia winning that game over Clemson was actually bigger for Georgia rather than it was for Clemson because if it puts you on a collision course in the SEC championship, you know, even if you lose against to an untested, I mean, unbeaten Alabama, then you're probably going to have a, a, a fit into the, to the, the, to the playoff, right? Um, look, today will be a signature win if they're able to pull it off at Stanford. Other than that, I guess we'll probably go maybe at UCLA because UCLA is number 20 right now. And UCLA right. seems to be pretty good. If they're able to beat Stanford at Stanford and at UCLA, they'll keep themselves in that top five. I don't think they'll slip up against Colorado or Cal. I think they're that much better than those two squads. And then, and then of course, you have the last game ending the season. Well, yeah, well, not the last game, but you have at Washington. So it's hard because <laughs> just so many teams. No, it really is because there's so many teams in the SEC who are already ranked, and I don't know how much they drop off if they say, you know, like you have Arkansas and who today? Who's uh, Arkansas playing? Georgia. Um, Georgia, right? right? Yeah. So if Arkansas drops one to Georgia, they're not going to fall that far back. You know what I mean? They're, I they're, it's it's, it's going to be one of those things. So, again, you have the SEC favoritism, and then, of course, you also have to take the big names. I do think a team like Cincinnati is going to be involved in the college football playoff. I, I think they're that strong, and wow. they're going to have that good of a year. I, and, and, and it's going to be a big test, obviously, against Notre Dame. But I think that, that they're good enough to, to sort of shine like that. But there's just not enough spots. That's why they need to increase it. That's we have this a- conversation every year. And we're going to keep having this conversation. Lincoln Kennedy, it's been a pleasure having you on again. You're going to be calling that game tonight. I'm watching in Oregon State on the Pac-12 Network. Great having you on. Follow him on Twitter at LKennedy72. Thanks, Lincoln, for the time. We'll catch up again All soon. Right, guys, and when we come back to Lincoln's point, do we have a play-in for the college football playoff today? We'll discuss when you come back with us. It is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Discover what winning feels like at BetMGM. It's the best time to sign up because they're giving new customers a shot at an easy 100 bucks. Register using the code VSIN100 and win $100 in free bets when you place a $1 money line wager on any college football game and simply a team scores a touchdown. No matter what your gridiron game is, BetMGM is always ready for all the action. Enjoy parlay selection builders, daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use the code VISA100 to win 100 bucks. When you bet $1 on any college football game and either team scores a touchdown, only at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, new customer offer paid in free bets. Eligible restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer. Offer not available in Nevada. Back here, betting across America alongside Wes Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. And right now, between the hedges, we got a good old-fashioned butt-kicking going on in the first quarter. We do. A public dog going to slaughter here Ooh, early. And wow. I was just about to update right now. Georgia has 114 yards in the first quarter. And Arkansas just one yard of offense. But now Arkansas finds themselves down 21 to nothing because Georgia blocks the punt oh boy. in the end zone, recovers. So 21 to nothing, 217 remaining still in the first quarter. In game line at BetMGM now 31 and a half, <laughs> 60 and a half uh, on the uh, total. And look, 
Arkansas took a lot of support this week, they did. but there was a reason, and he comes right up the middle, basically untouched, wow. and doesn't even see the ball. He knew he got it. He was looking around, but luckily a red jersey, Johnny on the spot, so 21 to nothing. Georgia up on Arkansas. A couple more to get to into the second quarter. Old rivalry game, rivalry in football and basketball. Duke and North Carolina. Carolina up 14 to nothing. I don't know if that's true, Wes. I don't know if it's a rivalry in football. Yeah. They're just awful. Like, I mean, traditionally, these schools are just, it's a basketball, these yeah. are basketball schools, right? So do you think they really get that jacked up for the Well, football? you usually don't have a Duke at 3-1 and one ah, through four point. games either. And right now they're looking at 3-2 and because Carolina up 14 to nothing. <laughs> 25 and a half on the end game, uh, 68 and a half the total at BetMGM. Purdue just now in the end zone, 10-7 over Minnesota. Early second quarter, Boilermakers uh, minus 155 on the money line, plus 120 on Minnesota. One more to squeeze in. Pittsburgh, Georgia Tech, two one quarter. Pittsburgh 21 to seven over the Rambling Rack. Panthers minus 14 and a half, 72 and a half on the end game. Total. And Michigan has taken the lead against Wisconsin, that seven up. Yeah, that was the uh, flea flicker play. Right. Uh, so. Uh, Michigan going into the, the trickery. evolution of Harbaugh continues. Yes, and uh, the evolution of the Wisconsin offense, though, not <laughs> continuing because if you look at what they have produced so far, they have exactly three total yards of offense almost through the first quarter. Yeah, Graham Mertz was supposed to be a revelation. Uh, right now, it's a, it looks like a reclamation project right now for Wisconsin. We'll keep an eye on Bucky Badger in that game as it progresses. I, I mentioned that maybe we have a playing game for the national championship uh, to get into the college football playoff. And I don't know that we would have said that at the beginning of the year, but certainly we knew for Cincinnati that they had to get the double-double in the great state of Indiana. Mm-hmm. And they beat your alma mater IU a couple weeks ago, and now they go to Notre Dame, and they got to get this win today. If they really And look, we, we just talked about it, right, that, that possibly Cincinnati, if they run the table, mm-hmm. that this quality of win potentially today at Notre Dame could be a signature win enough for the committee to say, yeah, we got to take them seriously for the college football playoff. But conversely, Wes... Notre Dame is a home dog, mm-hmm. a home dog mm-hmm. in this one. They got to be saying, "Oh, so now if we pull the upset after what we did last week to Wisconsin, and so far, what you know, it hadn't been pretty, but we're still un- unbeaten." We talked about this a lot on the show last week. Undefeated Notre Dame is going to be hard to keep out of the college football playoff. Well, and I know that we teased that this could be a college football play-in, but I think probably the more appropriate term is. An old-school pro-wrestling term from the 1970s and 1980s, back when wrestling was in the territory days before Vince McMahon took over the world. An old-fashioned loser-leaves-town match. And that's what this is. Because I think the loser of this game is going to be out. You just look at the schedule. Even for Notre Dame, who always plays this really good schedule, how many like really marquee wins do they have left on that schedule? Yeah, USC, a marquee program, but... Obviously not no, marquee for the 2021 season. Right. North Carolina's already lost a game, and maybe they can get right. And they've, you know, they're they're already two and two on the season as well. So, and then you have Navy that's down, and you have that game in Blacksburg that's, next week. That's going to be a big game. But there's no like real top ten team on no. Notre Dame's schedule the rest of the year. So. Even though they're Notre Dame, they have the chance to get the benefit of the doubt, I think, more than other teams. But at we, we've all, I think, kind of been talking about the for the few weeks leading up to this game, Cincinnati, oh, this is their game. This is their season, and it is. But I think it's Notre Dame's season, I too. I totally because agree. I don't think Notre Dame, you look at that schedule, man, there's just not enough. And we were talking with Lincoln Kennedy in the last segment, and he was like, when you look at this, there's, what, five top 15 teams in the SEC. By the way, there are still two top five undefeated Big Ten teams. 
Neither of them are Ohio State. <laughs> so Penn State and Iowa, and they're going to hook up next week. Penn State's still got business to take care of tonight in the late window against Indiana, but there's a lot of teams up there. Oklahoma, even though they haven't looked great, no. still undefeated That's right. and still has a chance to get good wins. So this is essentially, I think, an elimination game today. It's amazing to me, and Lincoln, as we just had in the previous segment, he said he's an advocate for expanding the playoff. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I like the chaos. The hard is what makes it good. I don't want everybody to get in. Yes. I want you to make a case. Now, again, I, I hope there's not six undefeateds mm-hmm. at the end of the year, mm-hmm. right? That's going to be a problem, especially if you have the two SEC. But that can happen. That can happen this year, right? So somebody's going away today. You're right. It's a great analogy with the loser, loser leaves town match. But in the old wrestling days, they never really left town. Well, they, they were already signed to go to the other oh, territory. Oh, they were already leaving anyway. You know, hey, I'm leaving Atlanta to well, go up to New York. Well, so. like Cincinnati's probably going to join a bigger conference, right? Yeah. And Notre Dame might yeah. have to get into a conference for real, finally. It's, it's like you know you're leaving the territory and you're leaving the town, so to speak, because you've already got another job. But the fans didn't know that <laughs> before we knew all the inside <laughs> right. secrets about the business. So, so when you look at it, and I think you and I theorized after Notre Dame's big win a week ago against Wisconsin on a neutral field, they might be a four or five point favorite. Mm-hmm. Well, now they're catching a point and a half, two at certain books. And, and I, I think justifiably so. Wow. I think Cincinnati should be the favorite. I did not bet this game as of yet. I would lean with the Bearcats. Wow. Though. I think that this is kind of like, this is the game they have been pointing to for all this time. Marcus Freeman, the old defensive coordinator at Cincinnati, now the defensive coordinator at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. So both schools are going to be up for this, but. I don't know. I, I think Cincinnati, you have the more experienced quarterback. Jack Cone looks like he's going to go today for Notre Dame, but, you know, has been battling injuries. Notre Dame, I think, got a deceptive final score last week, 41-13. They weren't 41-13 better than Wisconsin. No. It was defensive touchdowns. It was Wisconsin mistakes and self-inflicted wounds. Now, can Cincinnati, with this fifth-year senior quarterback, Desmond Ritter, now this is your time, young man, because we were talking about Heisman Watch, who is the third choice on that board right now at BetMGM. It is one Desmond Ritter, 16-1. to But basically, Desmond Ritter, if if you bet him, you needed to have bet him already because if he goes and wins in South Bend, he's obviously cut in half and about seven or eight to one going forward. So this is where you want to look, and he's a fifth-year senior quarterback. This is the biggest game. God, I don't know since when for Cincinnati, right. but you know, I, I think that they're the justifiable favorite. I understand, and I've seen a lot more Notre Dame support actually this week than Cincinnati because it's like, how can the Irish be home dogs of Cincinnati? Like, yeah, they can be home dogs to you know Clemson or somebody like that, but they can't be home underdogs to Cincinnati out of the American Athletic Conference. Well, they absolutely can, and they absolutely are. It's a little bit disrespectful if you're a Notre Dame guy. Let me ask you a simple question here. When you look at a spread that that's small at a point and a half here for the Bearcats on the road, which coach do you trust more? I mean, Brian Kelly's the winningest, only in sports mm-hmm. can you use that term, the winningest coach in the history of Notre Dame football. That's kind of been like an aside note, too. I mean, the thing that, that, that is amazing, and nobody talks about that. They just go, well, Brian Kelly's really not that good because of a coach. I think the perception is that Notre Dame is kind of like, ah, they're not what they were. They've been to the playoff a couple times. Yeah, now they get, tra- they get yeah. trucked when they get you there. You know, they're not good enough to beat the Alabamas right. and, and the Georgias and the Oklahomas and the Clemsons. But they still have gotten to the playoff at least a couple times, so I don't think Notre Dame is exactly down in, like, the Tyrone Willing No, no, no. No, it's not. And again, and we're talking about Luke Fickle, too, right? When you look at a coaching uh, in this matchup, I know it doesn't feel like a heavyweight matchup, but 
Fickle was going to be on that short list, like we talked about with Lincoln Kennedy, to be mm-hmm. the SC mm-hmm. head coach. So this is also a statement for him in his program. You mentioned it, fifth-year senior, right? So you assume that if Fickle, this is his last opportunity, too, yeah. to really make his statement that, look at what I've done with this program. And obviously Notre Dame, conversely, saying the same thing. Hey, we got to get this win. Two things can't happen. I mean, Right. The, the heads are going to collide. The trains are going to collide here, and something's got to give. And think about the fact that Notre Dame has won 26 straight home huh. games, and they're the underdog that, at home. Astounding. That tells you that there is respect, though, for Cincinnati, yes. and I think that they have earned that. I thought, I know Indiana 2-2, two and two, ah, that's not that good of a win. That's a home run win for Cincinnati to go on the road and beat a Big Ten team, and now they're trying to complete the Hoosier State sweep. Yeah, again, Indiana's not a bad football team. You know that better than most. So it was a really good win for Cincinnati. But if they get this double-double in the Hoosier State, big-time props for Cincy. When we come back, two-time National College Football Champion Damon Benning is going to join us to break down everything going on in the Big Ten. Don't go anywhere. Come on back with us. It's Betting Across America right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.